families of our seniors, we are glad that you're here. I've always heard it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. We're going to try something a little different tonight. We're going to hear from about eight or nine of our men tonight really quick. I told them, gone in 60 seconds. All right? If they don't move, Nikki, y'all flash the lights. We're going to hear from some of our men about college, about, you know, I texted them last night. I was thinking about it. I said, I think it would be powerful if we did this. And it went out almost 10 o'clock. And they lit up. They said, we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. So if it doesn't work out, it's their fault too. But anyway, I'm excited to hear from just things that they, as they prepared for college, things spiritually that helped them, and maybe some things that they'd have done differently or, or, or whatever. We're going to get to hear from several of those guys tonight, but I think it's going to be worthwhile. And then I'll finish up with the passage. If you want to turn to Psalms chapter 1, that's where we're going to be anchored down in a minute. But we are glad that you're here. Uh, Michael, you're going to kick us off, so come on up, buddy. Good evening. So, hey Jess, good to see you, man. So, um, we do have allegedly a 60-second shot clock, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so, I graduated high school in 2000, none of your business. So, it wasn't that long ago that I graduated high school and went into college. So, I, I came up with a list of six things that I wish I'd done differently, uh, and I've entitled this, Six Life Lessons from Prentice's School of Hard Knocks. So you can write these down, take them to the bank. Number one, going to class sounds optional. Trust me, that is a lie. Um, two, do not be afraid to do, now nah, let me air quote, reasonably stupid things so that you will have something to reminisce on. No one ever says, remember that one time we got a full night's sleep and studied all the time. Nobody ever says that. Um, Number three, don't be afraid to think for yourself. Uh, don't always take things at face value. It's okay to question uh, a teacher. It's okay to question people that seem smarter than you. Um, but you're going to end up being a lot smarter just by asking and, and finding the answer for yourself. Uh, four, surround yourself with people who care about being in heaven with you. Um, if you're around people that don't care to be in heaven and don't really care if you're in heaven either, then you're not with the right people. Five, value your salvation and relationship with God more than anything. Otherwise, you might find yourself regretting your weakness and wishing you had understood salvation. Um, and by that, I, I turned to Romans 6, verses 5 and 7 and said this, Since we have been united with Him in death, we will also be raised to life as He was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Sin no longer should have power of you. Um, you're no longer at home. You don't. You, I mean, you probably have options right now to whether or not you want to be a Christian or if you want to live the Christian lifestyle, not just get up on church or on Sunday and go to church once a week. You have that choice to live a Christian lifestyle. But once you leave and uh, you're on your own for real, you more so have that choice to make. And if sin uh, does have power over you, then you need to do something to change that. Because um, I can definitely say that while I was on my own, sin had power over me. Um, 
And last, listen to the direction that God gives you. God is going to put you in a career where you are the happiest in His service, not necessarily the career where you make the most money. A lot of people end up uh, wanting to be a pharmacist or a doctor, which are great things. Um, But whatever career path you end up in, uh, do not think that you are there to make a paycheck. You are there to do the best that you can do in His service. And with that, six life lessons from Prince's School of Hard Knocks. Pretty much what he said. Now, my uh, I graduated a little bit. Well, I guess before my well, I guess that's the true thing. A little a while ago. So anyway, uh, I was in college uh, for a while, and it's one of those things. I did not go to a Christian school, so this is my take on stuff. Surround yourself with people that are going to build you up. If you don't surround yourself with the people that build you up, you're going to end up with people that tear you down. In the school that I went to, you had to be very decisive and very determined to make sure that you were going to choose to go to church and do that. One of the things that I would encourage each of y'all to do is get involved with the campus ministry. Um, I was involved, but I wasn't involved enough. Um, doing something for God's service because it's like Michael said, when you get out... You're faced with a lot of freedom and a lot of things that you go into. You have choices now. Your parents don't choose to make you go to church. Your parents don't choose the right decisions for you. It is up to you. You have to make those choices. And a good way to do that is surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you make the right decisions on everything. It's my birthday, and I'm not ashamed to say that I graduated in 1994, so I'm 42. But that being said, uh, I went to college on a baseball scholarship. I'd had two knee surgeries before I got there, and then playing a pickup game of baseball or basketball my freshman year. In the fall, I tore it again. And when I tore it the third time, I was told that I would not be running and playing at an athletic level again. And my scholarship got pulled. And when all, when everything, the whole time I grew up, everything revolved around sports. My, my parents knew that all they had to do was say, you make A's and B's or you don't play sports. And that's what motivated me. So when they took that away, I was lost. I didn't know what to do. I mean, my, my whole identity to me had been, had been taken away from me. But that being said, I'd, I'd worked for a summer with a guy, and I co-opted my way through the rest of my school. I went to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings. I left school, drove five hours worked Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, drove back to school Sunday. I did that for three and a half years to get through school. And what I tell you is 
never underestimate the value of work ethic. My father raised me to work, and that's what I did. And the blame lies solely with you when you walk away from your home and you go to college. Every decision that's made is yours, and you have to learn to own it, live up to it, and get past it. Uh, every, every person who plays sports knows the Philippians 4.13. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And there's no telling how many times I said that to myself. But when I came out of school, I had, but since I'd got help, I had to do something that was going to help them. So I worked in a factory as a boss. And it wasn't fulfilling to me. My family had always raised me to kind of do service work. And... I flipped, went back to school, got a paramedic license and went through that because I'd been taught that you should serve others. And there's a scripture, I think it's John 6:27 that says, "Do not chase after foods that spoil, chase after foods that endure for eternal life." And that comes through you through the son of man and the seal of approval is from God. And I don't make as much money as I made coming out of college, which is ridiculous because I lived check to check and made a lot of bad decisions. But I am much more fulfilled in what I do now and love what I do. And work ethic is going to get you where you want to be. Well, it was like Dustin said last night, he texted us all about 10 o'clock, and I was like, why in the world is he texting me? I'm not a man. I'm like, all these guys have been out of high school from 10 to, I don't know how long he's been out of high school, 40 years, something like that, but uh, I was like, well, I guess since I'm the youngest one, maybe I'll have something wise to say. I don't know. Um, so I've been out of high school two years now. Two years ago I did this, and uh, I guess the most important thing is to remember where he came from. Uh, when you go to school, I go to a Christian school, like they said, yeah, it's kind of sort of easy to be a Christian, but you can still be a Box Springs Church of Christ person every day if you want to. You don't have to go to church. There's people that go to my school that care less. So the most important thing I would say is remember where you came from and remember that your mom and dad got you where you're from or got you where you're going or your grandparents or your church family and stuff like that. Just remember that and... Um, I have a verse, it's from Colossians 4. It says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of your time. Yeah, I should be studying this weekend, and I have finals tomorrow, and I've kind of procrastinated all weekend, but make the best use of your time. Make sure that someone, if someone in need needs you, just be there for them and get through college. Yes, it's hard, and if you didn't study in high school, wait, just wait. I'm just going to leave you with that. Thank you. don't know that I've got any great wisdom to offer you guys. Um, since somebody else was saying, it's been 19 years. I was, I was a 99 graduate since I uh, graduated over here across the street. But I went off to school. Granted, I was only about two years from, or two years, two hours from home. But I was surrounded with new people um, on a football team and a baseball team. There was pressure to fit in as there will be wherever you're going and whatever situation, um, wherever you're going to go to school, 
But the two things that I can say that helped me the most, and Heath hit it on, on the head with surrounding yourself with those who will build you up. Wherever you go, almost every state school within driving distance around here has some type of campus ministry that is run by the Churches of Christ in that area. Um, there are people that you can find. There are people that can, where you can be around fellow Christians that can help build you up. And even if you're not, I was at a school, a so-called, a so-called Christian school that it was a small school that is run by a denomination, but there were not very many people on campus who cared about God or going to church. One of the best things that you can do is get plugged into a local congregation, a local college group, because the youth group here may or may not be with, it, with where you can talk to them every day. Um, but getting plugged into a local congregation um, and, and diving in and, and studying your Bible. When I was in college, I studied my Bible like I never had before. I was around people who was asking me questions and I was diving in and, and I guess you could call it studying with them. I was answering their questions. But you're going to be tested. And stay true to who you are. Get plugged in with a local congregation, campus ministries, anything that you can to surround yourself with those people of like faith that can build you up. That's the, the one or two pieces of advice that I can give you. All right, since we're talking about age, I'm one of the older ones here. Uh, I graduated high school in 1986. I uh, graduated college in uh, December of uh, 1990. So uh, I've got, uh, uh, it took me four and a half years. So uh, you guys, one thing I've got is take more hours per, per semester than I did. Uh, so it took me a summer and a fall to, uh, to finish. So uh, I've titled mine, uh, Things That I Would Have Done Differently While Preparing for College or While I Was in College. So I've got, I've got six kind of practical things and I've got some, uh, some spiritual things. Uh, first thing is, is I would have taken more difficult classes as a senior in high school. Uh, it's too late for you guys, but uh, I hope you didn't take your senior year off, kind of like I did. Uh, so, second thing was, and my mother would probably say this, is I would have turned the music down. Uh, uh, my family thinks I'm kind of hard of hearing now, but uh, I kind of grew up in like the MTV era, so... Uh, uh, the early eight, early to mid eighties. That's kind of when MTV started. Uh, I would have went to bed earlier. Sleep is a beautiful thing. I'm telling you. Um, I would have learned how to study. I thought that I knew how, but I really didn't. Um, let's see here. I would have learned to do my laundry earlier than what I did. I was a. Uh, I was probably a senior in college before I did my own laundry. Uh, that's kind of embarrassing, but that's the truth. Uh, and uh, the last thing is, is I would have cut my hair because a mullet just wasn't cool. <laughs> okay, so now the spiritual thing. Uh, I would have prayed more uh, for God to give me wisdom on make, to make good decisions uh, and to remain faithful. Uh, I would prepare myself better for temptations because mom and dad just doesn't there, and, and somebody else has already mentioned that. They're not there to tell you whether to not go here or not go there, 
or to not hang out with these friends. Um, I would have cared less about what others thought and more about what God thought. Uh, uh, I would have been more involved in the Christian Student Union Center, like like's been mentioned already. I did not go to a. Uh, I graduated from Memphis State. I did not go to a Christian school, uh, but most campuses have a Christian Student Union Center. Uh, uh, I would have listened to advice more from my parents that they always gave me. Uh, I would have listened to understand and not listened to respond, uh, which uh, we do most of the time. Uh, and I would have used my time more wisely, which I think somebody's already mentioned that. And I've read my Bible more. Uh, I wish I'd have started when I was a lot younger than what I did, but but uh, I know we have a lot of uh, teens now that are reading Bible apps, and I'm so thankful that they're doing that uh, because I do that as well, and I see the emails that uh, that that our teens are uh, that they are reading, and uh, and they're completing Bible plans like crazy. Uh, so that that uh, is very encouraging, and it's encouraging to me that uh, that they are doing that. So thank you. There's a show, I guess it's still on TV, 60 seconds, and it lasts an hour. <laughs> and I don't remember Dustin telling me exactly how much time, because I didn't even hear about it till the day. And last night, last evening, text message was going through there, and different ones say, count me in, yeah, I'm there, I'll do it, this, that, and the other. And I thought, well, I've dodged the bullet. Because <laughs> I thought, well, I don't have, there's plenty going to be talking, you don't need me. Today, I, that would, it wasn't that easy. Dustin got a hold of me. And uh, Dustin, I don't think I can... Matter of fact, I'm not real good in math. I'm a chemistry and biology major. And I don't think anybody got through in less than 60 seconds, did they? So I've got just a little bit of time. What I'm going to do is just... Uh, I could back up and tell you all about... I guess I could. I don't know all the details. been so far back. But uh, several, several years ago, Dustin did say he'd like to have... Maybe a three-generation type deal here with Chandler, grandson, John, and me. So I guess I can finish that part up. King James Version is Colossians 3.23. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not unto men. NIV version of that same uh, scripture, Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. I don't care what you're going to be doing. There's going to be some work involved. And I like what's already been said about strong work ethics. Boy, I was brought up to work. And this is, I'm going to tell you just like it is. My dad, when we were working, when we took breaks, he said, here, here's you something to do while you're taking a break. That's, I'm serious. But I'm glad of it. We need more of that. Work, look what it says. Work at it. How? With all your heart. Put your heart into it. Not for human masters, even though you're going to be working for somebody else. Do it as you're working for the Lord. If you'll do it that way, that other part will take care of itself, working for other for masters. Because our Lord is our master. So working hard, I like that strong ethics that you mentioned there. Romans 12, 11, never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. Chandler and Cooper, Delaney, they all know that I like to... I like to play. I like to have fun. 
But when it comes to work, whether it's working for me or working for somebody else, I take it serious. And I'm my worst critic. When I do something, I like to do things right the first time, be real meticulous. And I'm harder on myself than anybody else. Dustin, you've worked for me. I require a little work, don't I, bud? But that's good for you. We had somebody here oh, about two or three weeks ago. Lived to be 102 years old. And I'd see him out on the side of the road working over in that garden time and time again after he spent several, several years in, a, in the field of education. Work sometimes, I guess we can overdo it. But as a whole, work is good for you. I finished up a letter, letter last night. I typed to, to a lady 99 years old in Rosebud, Arkansas. I went out there to school in uh, 1963, 50, some 55 years ago. This woman is 99 years old. She taught school, worked as a librarian, instrumental in her church, worked hard, still living. So I wrote her a letter as, uh, to encourage her. And she worked hard for her family, for her community, for her school. And that's, you know, that's a good lesson for all of us, to not to be afraid to work. Don't be lazy. Now, I'll tell you something. If I'm working and somebody sits around and watches me work and not even offer to help, that gets under my skin. That bothers me. And I've always been taught to jump in there and help people. Young people, do that. I never will forget, Lynn and I was down in Corinth way before we had a Lowe's. We was down there getting a couple little items. You know, you put them in your pockets, where it was, the small items. And this young man come up and said, let, let me help you. And he walked us out there to the car and took them and put them in the car and all that. John Dodd's son, I have never forgotten it. I have never forgotten that. Little things make all the difference in the world. Proverbs 13, 4 is pretty similar to Romans 12. The slackered, that's a word you don't want to be called, the slacker graves, yet has nothing. In other words, it's lazy, won't do anything. But the diligent is fully satisfied. To be diligent, it carries a lot, a lot of different synonyms for diligent. If you're going to be diligent, you're going to try to make every little move the right way the first time. Be careful in everything you do. Be industrious, hardworking, meticulous, as we already mentioned. Pay attention to details. Carefully do your work. Be zealous. Be committed. You know, we got people, we talk about commitment with marriage and commitment with different things. Lynn and I have been married 46 years. You've got to work at it. You've got to work at it. Commitment in school. Work at it. Now, I want to tell you, I've had students that did their very best when all they could do is whatever that was, knowing that they're doing their very best. I've had students just to literally waste their time. And that is another thing that bothers me. Somebody's got the ability that will not use that ability wisely and try to use your time. You know, you can surprise yourself. At a horse race yesterday up there, I'm not into horse racing, but this horse named, was it Justice? Justify, Justify. That horse was trained, he was ready, and he won it big time, didn't he? You can surprise yourself, young people. There's a lot more. You, don't say yourself short. There's a lot more of you than what you think that you can do. You can do great things if you want to. It takes effort. And I'm going to just end right there. It just takes effort. It takes hard work. How's it going? I graduated high school in 2000. And uh, one thing that I will say, 
people give advice for a reason. Usually they know. Uh, nine out of ten times it's good advice, but I, I will say this. I had a problem in life. I didn't listen. I graduated high school, went to Freed, and about one year I got kicked out because I didn't listen. If I can give you any advice, it's when your elders, members of your congregation, your family, when they tell you something, when they give you advice, listen. Heed that advice and use it. Um, I was probably 30 years old before I figured that out, and I'm only 36 now. But uh, <laughs> I was a slow learner. And I'm going to read a scripture for you that um, uh, my mom always told me this. And, and I was born and raised in the church. I've been in the church my whole entire life. I just, uh, when it comes to doing wrong, I did it right. You know, I just, I don't know. Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Evil pursues sinners, but the righteous good shall be repaid. That is the most true statement I can ever say to you. And everybody has pretty much said that, surround yourself in good, with good people. You become like the people you surround yourself with. I surrounded myself with bad people for years, and I acted just like they did. I acted bad. And all my mother and my father and uh, my friends ever wanted me to do was surround myself in good people. So I can tell you from experience, surround yourself in godly, Christ-like people, and that is exactly what you will be, godly and Christ-like. Good luck. I appreciate you guys. Uh, a lot of wisdom. Larry Davis can speak as long as he wants to because I worked with him one day and I was in pretty good shape at the time. Felt like I was really strong. We picked up a cross tie and I was having a lot harder problem with it than he was and I remember that look he gave me like, come on you little sissy, pick it up. You know, and so I'll never forget it. I said, man, this guy's he's over twice my age, man. He's strong, man. Anyway, so Larry, as long as you want to go. Guys, I appreciate it. I just want to share this verse tonight. Um, from Psalms. I wrote down a few few things myself. Everyone has a different experience, and that's why I wanted us all to share because so many of y'all, I didn't ask some of y'all because I know you, you uh, didn't graduate. I'm, I'm kidding. I didn't ask some of you, but maybe next time. I, mean, there's, I, I shouldn't have made that joke. There's so much wisdom in this room, and I'd love to hear from some of you women next time to hear from maybe, maybe what, what you would have done different. I think it's been really neat. Um, I wrote down a few things. Uh, number one, have your own faith. Chandler mentioned Box Springs Church of Christ, but it, it's hard when you go to college and you start getting up on your own. It's a challenge. Everybody said it. I want to say it also. Be careful who you allow in your life. Number three, I don't know if anybody say, said this, but I want to tell you this. Learn how to save money. Alright? Learn how to save money right now. And also with that, learn how to mooch. Learn how to like uh, ramen noodles. Okay? Learn those things. Um, call your parents every week, especially your mama. There's my mom there. Begin praying for a godly spouse. Not just right now. Everybody in here that's, that's not married. You youth groupers, you, you young folks. Be praying for that. 
Develop strong spiritual disciplines. A lot of y'all heard that. Learn, learn to pray. Learn to read. Learn to spend time with God. And the last thing I want to say is um, always remember, don't ever forget this, that no matter where you go and what you're doing in your life, that, that, that God, that Jesus is constant. We live in a world where so many things change and we feel like we deal with shady people and whatever. Maybe we've got family issues or work issues. We have a God that is immovable. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we have a blessing in that to know that the God that we serve, that He never leaves us. Seniors, I want you to know that. I want to read this verse really quick and then we'll close up tonight. Psalms chapter 1. I love this passage. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. I want to challenge everybody to think about that verse, and I know there's people in all of our lives that need, need us to show them the love of Jesus. As you seniors go to your next step of your life, I want to challenge you to think about, to be careful who you sit with, who you walk with, who you spend your time with. And know, as, as, as we close, as you think about the story of Luke 15, that prodigal son, that prodigal son had done some bad things and had left the Lord and had wasted his money. And he came back to the Lord and the Lord was waiting. The Lord went running. I love that story. It just tells us that no matter what we've done in our lives, any of us, that we can run into the arms of the Lord. Isn't that, isn't that encouraging? Isn't that a blessing? Every one of us had a time in our life where we've, we've been in that pig pen and we've looked around and said, man, where am I at? God, I need You. Anybody in here, if you ever find yourself in that place, know that the Lord is waiting on you and that He loves you. And that's, that's the message tonight. And we're glad that you're here. We're going to offer the invitation. If you're here tonight and you need the prayers of the church, if you've never began that walk, if you've never put on the Lord in baptism, we want to take care of those things tonight. There's nothing we'd rather do. If you're here tonight and you need the prayers of the church, come as we stand and sing together.